the way from Scotland. Uh, Johanna, your new book is 30 Days of Creativity. And now this isn't your first book. Uh, why don't you tell us about it? What, is, what, are, what are you trying to uh, uh, sort of help people with? I'm, I'm guessing you want us to be a little more creative, right? Yeah. Hi. Well, this is actually my 10th book. I'm probably okay. best known for making coloring books for grown-ups, for adults. So they are very intricate pieces of artwork, coloring books that adults can sit down with and color and be creative without feeling silly. So it's not like you're coloring in a kid's book. It's like a little buddy driving a toy car. These are beautiful, intricate artworks. And I guess during uh, all the chaos last year, I found I could get so much solace um, and respite and calm from being creative. And I always knew this was the case because when I'm in my studio working, you're just so in flow and it's like the rest of the world melts away. It's a wonderful digital detox because you can't scroll to your phone while you're being creative, or at least you shouldn't. And I wanted to find a way to make creativity as accessible to as many people as possible, a bit like the way the coloring books had done. So this new book takes the idea of building a new healthy habit. You do a 10 minute creative exercise for 30 days. And hopefully at the end of the 30 days, you've adopted creativity into part of your daily routine. And you can get all those feel good vibes from drawing, from coloring, from doing a little bit of doodling. There's loads of different things, all super accessible, really easy to do. No fancy art supplies needed. Just really easy to get stuck in. So this is like 10 days of, uh, ten, excuse me, 10 minutes of exercise for the brain each day uh, just to get you into a and, and how do you define creativity? Is it just finding new ideas or because obviously it can come in many different ways? What's your definition? Sure. I think it's really difficult to pin down exactly what creativity is. But in this instance, it's creating artwork or adding color to artwork. It's thinking up new ideas. It's just I guess fundamentally for me, it means putting down your phone and picking up a pen or pencil. So that's what I want to encourage people to do. The 30 exercises, they're not numbered. So the idea is that you can pick and choose which one you do. I think life is hard enough. So why make it any harder? So the 10 <laughs> minutes, you're not going to complete a page in 10 minutes. The idea is you do a minimum of 10 minutes and then you've won. You've succeeded. That's all you have to do. If you want to carry on, be my guest, you'll enjoy it. But as long as you get your 10 minutes in a day from any page that you like, then you've, you've achieved what you have to do. There's a wee habit tracker at the start of the book. There's 30 little circles with the numbers 1 to 30 in it. And the idea is after you finish your day's creative task, you colour in that circle. And we're going to start to see those circles build and you'll get a chain. And the idea is you don't break the chain. You keep going. And science has proven that if you can continue a habit for a set amount of time at the beginning, you're more likely to keep it up. So if we can get those 30 days under your belt, you've got more chance of keeping going. Uh, what do you say to people? We're talking with Johanna Bassford, the author of 30 Days of Creativity. And uh, Johanna, what do, what do you say to people? I can't draw. Uh, you know, I just I just can't do that because you hear that a lot. Yeah, you do. So I am a firm believer and there is no such thing as creative people and uncreative people because you never see a toddler holding a crayon racked with self-doubt. They are too busy drawing on the paper, on the table, on the wall, because they don't know to, uh, to get in their own way yet. They haven't lost their confidence. They still know what we forget as adults, that we are still all born creative. So I think you just have to lose your inhibitions, build up a bit of muscle memory. Drawing is just like writing. It's a series of 
techniques. It's about learning how to hold the pen, a little bit of confidence. Everyone, well, pretty much everyone learns to write. We all start off a little bit wobbly and then we get better. I say to people, you just need to get going. Don't be afraid of the blank sheet of paper. Find a book like mine where there's prompts, there's an easy way in and build up your confidence. I think once you start and you get going, you will be amazed at how much skill that you actually have and how much enjoyment you can get from it and tap into that childlike sense of charm and whimsy because you know, it'll all come flooding back to you. You know, the, the, um, the, the press sheet that comes with your book has a great uh, line here, and I think you can explain it further. Uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, in other words, don't compare your work to others. Um, just, you know, kind of go with your what you've been doing on your own. Is, is that something you uh, you preach? Yes. And it's something that I have to remind myself of constantly as well. So I think the internet and social media is wonderful for sharing our images and showing off our work. And it's lovely to have that sense of community and connection and to be excited about a thing that you've made and to show it off. But the dark side is you can fall into that trap of comparing your work to someone else's and going, well, well, mine's not as good as theirs. What's the point? But the way I see it is I listen to a singer like Adele singing and I will never, ever sing like her. But that doesn't <laughs> stop me uh, going for a power ballad when I'm in the shower. Like, I think it's totally OK to be inspired by other people's work. You just can't be intimidated, especially if that intimidation causes you to pause and hesitate and doubt yourself. So I think it's fine to look at other people's work and get inspiration and encouragement. But if you're starting to feel that you're comparing your work negatively, then that's, that's not such a good thing. Uh, what do you say to folks, you know, well, I wouldn't show this to anyone else, you know, in other words, it's like a diary or something. Is it, is that something you recommend or is it okay to, to say, not necessarily look what I did, but, oh yeah, that's just something I've been working on. I mean, how do you, how do you look at that? I think if you're worried about showing your work to people, you're showing it to the wrong people. I think <laughs> you can find a nice group of supportive folks. There's so many wonderful coloring groups online, on Facebook, nice in-person meetups, and there is nothing but encouragement and love. And if somebody is being negative, I think that's more a reflection on them and their process and you know where they're at as opposed to your work. So I would just find a nicer group of people to show your stuff to, I think. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, we're talking with Johanna Basford, um, all the way from Scotland, who's got the book 30 Days of Creativity. And as she mentioned, um, you, you have done a lot of coloring books, adult coloring books, which I've, I've seen examples of in, in the stores and, and elsewhere. Um, you've got one that probably will be flying off the shelf here, Johanna's Christmas. Uh, that's probably something. When did you do that one? That one we did a few years ago now. So it's a seasonal. We um, bring it back out again at this time every year. It's a lovely stocking filler. It's also unique in that the artwork is only printed on one side. So, and, the, and the spine is perforated. So you can color a picture, gently tear it out the book, and then frame it and give it to somebody as a gift or use it in a craft project. Also, I just think Christmas time, as lovely as it is, it's a little bit stressful. And there's often times when you just need to remove yourself from a wonderful family celebration when somebody's had too many sherries or the game of charades has got out of hand. And colouring is just a lovely activity that you can do for a little bit of downtime when it all gets too much. So it's nice to have a, a festive book. <laughs> you get worn down. 
I think so. And it's a lot of expectation, a lot of build up to one day. And, you know, I always say, forget about perfection, just even for progress. And I think there's a lot of, and I mean that in terms of artwork, like you will never make the perfect picture. All you can aim to do is make a picture better than the one you did yesterday. But with Christmas, there does seem to be a lot of pressure on people to have the perfect Christmas and for it to look a certain way. And it is very stressful. So I think, you know, at times like Christmas or when we're doing the lockdowns and the homeschooling, which was very stressful, taking a few minutes out to do some self-care, to find a time when you can really look after yourself and nurture yourself, do something good for your soul. Colouring and creativity is just such a perfect thing to do. It gets you off your phone. It stops you doom scrolling. It stops you comparing on Instagram, all those bad things that we know aren't good for us. And just those three, 10 minutes, you'll manage. Johanna, what's your, uh, your, your sort of routine, if there is one? You, uh, are you a morning person? Do you get right in their studio and do this? Or are you up late at night? What, what, is, what have you developed as your routine when you do your work? Oh, I am definitely a morning person. So I like to get up at 5 a.m. I've got two young girls. So I do a wee bit of work in the morning before they get up. Then we have breakfast. I drop them off at school. And then I'm in the studio and I'm in the studio almost all day, but I definitely find I do the best creative work in the morning. It's when I'm freshest. It's when the light is the best. It's when I'm least distracted. Evenings are a bit of a slog for me. I'm definitely an early bird and not a night owl. And, and of course, everyone has their own sort of schedule or preference. And uh, you, would, you would probably encourage that when they uh, to play off what you do best to, to use your creativity, correct? Yeah, I don't think you should try and shoehorn your creative time into anyone else's schedule. You know you, so pick a time that feels right. Don't try and cram it in in the morning if you're super busy getting to work or getting the kids out or any of those things. I think it has to be enjoyable. Life is tough enough as it is, so don't do anything that feels like stilted or artificial. Find a lovely time when you can really relax. Take the time to enjoy it. Very good. We're talking with Johanna Bassford. Uh, author of 30 Days of Creativity. And one more thing, Johanna, the, uh, you've been <laughs> uh, dubbed the queen of coloring by New York Magazine. But I, I look on the, on the right up here and I see you're an illustrator and an ink evangelist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you came up with that or, or your publicist did, but what is an ink evangelist? You know, I've been saying that for years, long before I even made the coloring books, but it all started because when I was at art school, I didn't like using the computer. I'm terrible at graphic design, any sort of digital art. I like using pens and pencils. Ink is how I do all the drawings. I like smudgy fingerprints, wobbly lines in perfect circles, just like artwork that looks like it's been made by hand. Very good. Well, Johanna, we thank you so much. Uh, I'm so glad we got a chance to, we, we didn't connect the first time, but we made it this time and uh, we wish you the best and uh, we'll encourage everyone to get their own 30 days of creativity going. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Johanna. Bye-bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm.